This is a podcast from China Daily Hong Kong. Thanks for tuning in to an edition of Weekly Bulletin on October 8th, where we provide a rundown of the top stories that happened this week in Hong Kong, Chinese mainland, and the region. Chief Executive of Hong Kong Special Administrative Region Carrie Lam unveiled the final policy address of her current tenure on Wednesday, aligning the city's future with targets in the nation's 14th five-year plan. And creating new impetus for its economic development, land and housing, economic stimulus, enhancing national security, and government restructuring were the key focuses in the policy address. Hong Kong will develop 300 square kilometers of land in the northern part of the new territories into a sprawling metropolis to facilitate economic integration with Shenzhen, with housing development expected to accommodate about 2.5 million people and bring roughly 650,000 new jobs. In order to create land for development, in order to ensure that、uh, there will be、uh, easier flow of people and goods, you need good transport connectivity. Everybody who talk about the opportunities of Shenzhen and Shanghai for Hong Kong have been urging the government to commit to this rail link. It becomes very logical that we should have a connection between the、um, northwestern part of Hong Kong, that is、uh, Hong Sui Kiu, Ha Chun, Lau Fao San, and Shanghai. Experts said the increase of the land supply in Hong Kong for tech companies and research institutions, as proposed in the latest policy address, would bolster the city's innovation and tech development and attract more talent to the city, which was another focus in Lam's address. Lam's government restructuring includes splitting up the transport and housing bureaus and setting up the culture, sports, and tourism bureau, which is expected to remove red tape and increase efficiency. Meanwhile, central government officials' recent outreach activities. To interact and engage with local residents of the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region have received positive feedback, as the locals get a sympathetic response to stories of the economic woes and the support they seek. Luo Huining, director of the liaison office of the Central People's Government in the Hong Kong SAR, made several such visits to residents on Thursday and talked to people from different grassroots backgrounds, including fishermen at the Aberdeen Typhoon Shelter and storekeepers and tenants of subdivided apartments. Staying with local news. Chief Executive Carrie Lam said on Tuesday that she was hopeful that another meeting would be held between officials from the mainland and the Hong Kong SAR on the possible resumption of quarantine-free travel to the mainland. Lam said in the press briefing before the weekly Executive Council meeting that the HKSAR will align its antivirus policies with those of the mainland, so that Hong Kong residents can go there without undergoing quarantine. Moving on to national news. Experts said that China has been making accelerated efforts to establish a system to appraise its concerted efforts in controlling pollution, as it forges ahead with its climate targets. The remarks come following the 21st meeting of the Central Committee for Deepening Overall Reform, which was presided over by President Xi Jinping on August 30th. President Xi highlighted the importance of consolidating anti-pollution achievements, as the nation has entered a crucial period in advancing ecological civilization in the 14th five-year plan period. With a focus on reducing carbon emissions, according to a statement issued after the meeting, the country aims to promote the synergy of pollution control and carbon reduction. The formation of institutional mechanisms that could integrate the plan for reducing pollution and carbon emissions, and the appraisal of concerted efforts, will be accelerated. The meeting also vowed to speed up adjustments in the structure of industry, energy, transport, and land use, while strictly controlling projects with high energy consumption and high emissions. Meanwhile, Yang Jiechi, a member of the political bureau of the Communist Party of China Central Committee, met with U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan in Zurich on Wednesday 
during which the two sides held constructive talks that were conducive to enhancing mutual understanding. The two sides, in a candid manner, had a comprehensive and in-depth exchange of views on China-U.S. relations, as well as international and regional issues of common concern. The two sides agreed to take action following the spirit of the phone call between Chinese and U.S. head of state on September 10th, strengthen strategic communication, properly manage differences, avoid confrontation and conflict, seek mutual benefit and win-win results, and work together to bring China-U.S. relations back to the right track of sound and steady development. Meanwhile, China is making all-out efforts to ensure the nation's power supply after power outages halted factory production and hit families in some regions, amid calls for a better electricity pricing mechanism and improved energy structure. The power squeeze has compelled multiple provinces in China to implement power rationing, with factory operation hours limited and power usage capped. Factories across various industries, including furniture, food and chemical production, have suspended their operations and rescheduled production. The power shortages are born from a combination of factors, including the country's heavy reliance on coal, the instability of clean power, and surging production activities, bolstered by pent-up demand amid economic recovery, according to officials and industry analysts. And finally, some regional news. Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida on Thursday said he will fulfill his pledge to provide a large-scale package to stimulate the economy hit by the pandemic, as the two upper house by-election campaigns began. In a stump speech delivered in Shizuoka City for a candidate supported by his Liberal Democratic Party, Kishida said the stimulus plan will be worth tens of trillions of yen and will provide support to companies affected by COVID-19. The by-elections held in Shizuoka and Yamaguchi prefectures on October 24th will allow voters to speak out their feelings about the new government launched by the Prime Minister this week before a general election at the end of the month. That's all for this segment, guys. Until next time, stay healthy.